Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Wrecking Ball! Oh, I see. This is your king, then. This is your champion. This is who you adore. Doc is going to kind of sit next to the Gilded and just kind of like act really chummy with him and say, well, I do believe that this Wrecking Ball fellow doesn't have a Ice Cube's chance in hell. What do you say? He's like, yes, I do believe I've bet quite a sizable fortune on Wrecking Ball, so let us hope it goes my way. <laughs> So sorry to take your money, chum. That one, that one would be useful. What exactly are we going to do with him? He's the one who's <clears throat> helping. Maybe uh, make him less helpful. All right. You got yourself a deal. He pretends to trip and he like fully pushes over the white-haired gentleman 
just like completely knocks him over and he says, oh, sorry about that, friend. So sorry. Seems I had a little too much to drink up here. Let me let me help you up there. Whoa. Well, sorry. Sorry. Um, just trying to gain my foot in here. And I think as you try to like help him up or like pretend to, you accidentally like pour a whole beer on him and he gets up and he like grabs a bunch of napkins and starts patting and runs off towards the bathroom. Should we follow him? Grin. He might know something useful or interesting. All right. Hold still. And he, he tries to smash you with his hammer fist again, which finally retracted after you kind of like flinched at him. And uh, and as he shoots it off, a flash happens like right behind you and it distracts him momentarily. And his wrecking ball instead, like barely misses you and smashes into the audience. And you hear some screaming. And uh, and as it pulls back, it's definitely got some gore on it. He shoots his fist off and this giant wrecking ball comes sailing right towards you. And and right before it hits you, you don't even flinch or move your eyes they glow and like the energy kind of courses out and gives you that J.J. Abrams lens flare, but it's pink and the ball stops right in front of you, like inches away from your face. Hey, what's happening? That's my wrecking ball. Well, uh, now it's mine. And as is your mom and your ass. So let's end this. And I think with that, Clarence, uh, you look up to the audience and over uh, kind of across from where Miller was sitting. And there is a man in a black suit and he's got sunglasses. And you look at him because he's the one who kind of owns you. He's He's got your debt. And he gives you the signal. Thumbs down, kill him. So you follow this white-haired individual into the bathroom. And as you enter, he enters into one of the stalls. Um, and right by you, as you come in, there's a um, attendant who's wearing a black sort of tuxedo. And he's he just kind of like waves to you and like sort of offers you, you know, that there's, you know, a stall open if you need it or whatever. Um, and like you hear kind of un- low cursing under under his breath, not from the attendant, but from the stall. And then you see a white jacket like kind of uh draped over the top of this stall. So, you know, it's kind of like hanging out up there. Um, And then a moment later, you see the attendant's face go blank. And then he gets up from his chair, walks over to the stall where this uh, white haired entourage guy is, takes off his black jacket and then hands it to him over the stall, takes the white jacket, puts it on and goes back to his seat and sits down. And then his face kind of goes back to normal, but he doesn't seem to have noticed that his jacket has changed. I think uh, Monday is going to kind of wave at him to try and get his attention. Uh, Clarence looks over, uh, somewhat confused. Uh, I think at this, uh, since he stopped there, Monday's going to kind of run up to him. Can I help you? This is kind of a bad time. Monday is going to shoot him the double thumbs up and the words, excellent match there, sir. So... I'm going to send a thought to his head saying, you know, I might be a big fan of you too. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dustworld Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dustworld RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. 
Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Hover cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. How does Silent Monday react to hearing a voice in his head? I believe Monday is going to do the whole stock still thing from his... Former act of acting euphoric for meeting his uh, senpai, so to speak. So he's going to be like completely stock still and his hand's going to be kind of around his uh, what looks to be a belt. And then he's going to kind of turn and slowly face him. So he's just going to be looking at me, right? And I'm just going to look at him and just put on a pleasant smile on my face. Like, yes. <laughs> I think Monday is kind of just staring at him, going to kind of quirk his head a bit, going to kind of throw his hands up like I should have, you know, like I should have figured. He's going to up or it's, oh, right, psychic. I send a message for his head. Uh, I find it very interesting that you're uh, looking for some kind of leverage against uh some of the more wealthy patrons here. I uh, might be interested. Oh, I see. So, are you planning on helping us? I might be uh, interested in leveraging some of your wealthier patrons. I could help out with that. Perhaps get the dog collar off from around your neck. Yes. I'd love that. I need that. Um, what uh, exactly were you looking for? We're looking up information about Project Icarus, what it is and what it's for. Hmm, and who do you think knows that information? Perhaps your employer might have some interesting information on the topic. Hmm, you just might. What would you be willing to do for me? Perhaps, with your illusions, and my partner, as a means of getting the heat off of you, could arrange for your untimely demise. A good way to get the heat off of you, don't you think? Well, I'd need somewhere to stay after this. I'm sure that could be arranged. But for now, I do believe I would not mind, and Miller would not mind, sharing an accommodation until we can find you more permanent quarters. Hmm, interesting, interesting. One thing, who the heck is Miller? I 
do believe you've read my mind, correct? Oh, oh, okay. The one next. If you must know, he is the dapper-looking chap up in the stands. Though I have not seen him in a while, I am getting a little concerned. And on that note, why don't we cut to the bathroom? So Miller is going to drop the the act of his uh, you know, his character that he's been playing to try to infiltrate. And he's going to like grab the guy by his shirt tails and kind of like slam him up against the wall and say, I know that you're fixing the fight. I do believe that we need to stop doing that now or the two of us are going to have some problems. I think that sounds fun, but definitely roll a uh, face danger. All right, let's do it. You're grabbing a psychic essentially by oh, the labels. All right. Okay. Uh, Miller got a six. So that is a failure. <laughs> want to face some danger? <laughs> nice. You don't, you don't want to boost that with a wild card or anything, right? Oh, do I, do I have one? You have five. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and spin that wild card. Okay. Fair enough. So that would leave me with three, right? So I'll go ahead and use that. And maybe it's not so much Miller's uh, trying to intimidate him. It's that he saw this guy Jedi mind trick this the other uh, the restroom attendant. Like the guy saw Miller do it. I think that I think that sounds oh, no, really he did. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So yeah, you saw did. him, uh, the attendant just suddenly stand up, walk over and give him his jacket. Um, yeah, and, exactly. and then go back as if nothing had happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely did happen. The guy comes out of the stall, uh, like wearing this black uh, dress jacket and he comes over and he starts like looking at himself in the mirror, washing his hands and stuff. And then Miller, who was like just standing over there watching this happens, you just like rush over and grab him by the like lapels and slam him against the wall. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, he's like, oh, oh. What what do you want? Once I believe I just told you what I want. Uh, you need to stop fixing the fight. I, I have I a lot of money riding on this. I think the fight's over. You you missed it, my friend. So you admit then that you were fixing those fights. Uh I was helping. <sighs> You just lost me a lot of money, friend. I don't know. Do you know who won? Would would Tuck know that? <laughs> uh, I think you could look at your your digital program, which is essentially like keeping live scores and stuff. All right, Doc is going to yeah. Doc is going to keep holding the guys <laughs> like one like, hand with the guy. Yeah, and then, yeah. Basically, like nice. look, look. Uh, Doc's going to glance kind of suspiciously at him. And uh, check his watch. So the guy is totally like passive. Like he's he's totally passive. He's not aggressing you at all. Uh, when you okay. look, when you look at the the tablet uh, thing, um, mm -hmm. sort of it's just like a little thin piece of glass, like flexible sort of material that has like a digital display in it. Um, you you see that it says Psychomancer one. All right. So Doc, it kind of takes the wind out of Doc's sails to realize that he actually won his money back or that he he 
he actually did okay came out okay on this deal yeah so he's like well 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 you, you still shouldn't cheat <laughs> all right uh, all right you know what forget i was ever here uh green you know what to do <laughs> I love that Brandon's just answer to every awkward situation. From your hand where you're holding his lapel, like uh this biomass kind of like shoots out into his neck and he's like, oh, what? Uh go ahead and roll your move. <laughs> okay. Um Oh my That's gosh. A six. You know what? Perfect. So I rolled a six. Uh-huh. I'll keep it. Okay. I think that's really I think it would make for some uh interesting story if uh it doesn't work and there's something weird about him oh yeah um here's what happens you like say okay grin you know what to do and then out of your hand this biomass like comes to his neck and then suddenly it starts changing to this like deep uh kind of reddish color and uh and then eight more uh yeah like eight more come out and they like wrap around this guy's head crush it and pull it into your hand uh, g- Grin, why what? would you? you Grin, said, you said I knew what to do. I, I did. Grin. I did what you wanted. He's taken care of. Oh my God, Grin! I didn't mean for you to kill him. Yeah, as you step back, freaked out, like talking to Grin, the body, like that's leaning against the wall, just slowly slides down the wall, leaving a small blood stain. Um, and I think for a second you have flashes and you find yourself in an office, uh, immediately you recognize it because you've been in this office before. It is an office at the guild and you see, uh, a person who you don't personally know, but you do recognize from having just encountered him, um, who is one of the guildsmen, which is a person who works for the guild. And um, you see him giving orders to this person and them kind of like, uh, you know, doing all these orders. But what's weird is that you can kind of feel their thoughts. And what you feel is uh, as he's giving him orders, like he basically treats him like a dog. It's it's like pretty gross the way he treats him. But the, there's like these two tracks going on in this mind. One track is like, how dare you talk to me that way? And another track that overwrites it is like, yes, of course, I will do anything that you say. And it, it feels really weird and dissonance. And then you're kind of like back and oh, it's gross. Doc makes a mental note. Never give Grin any any leeway whatsoever. <laughs> and anything you phrases to him. And Doc is kind of like, taken aback by this sudden uh, violence and he he's sick. He he runs to the bathroom stall and is sick. I think with that, uh, unless you have something else you want to say, I think we'll cut back to the other guys. Oh, Doc bars the door to the bathroom. He does not want anyone coming in until he figures this out. So if there's like one of those like rubber door stops, okay. he pushes it so no one can come in. Yeah, I think as you start to, to like barf and stuff, uh, Grin's like, I don't understand what you you said. Take care of it. I took care of it. I I think I did quite well, actually. I'm I'm quite good at this. Thank you. Yeah, Doc didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of ignore him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Doc is Doc is uh, 
has more pressing concerns like what's he going to do next? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Doc will remember that. We need that one of those to be continued things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, hey, I mean, you rolled a six, buddy. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I love that. That's good. No, that's really, really good. Honestly, like, kills the person who might be a problem and gets information from them. I mean, that's a nice fail. Yeah, it is. It's it's not inaccurate. (laughs) And definitely complicated things. Um, No, that's good. So, yeah, as I guess, side note, as a keeper for everyone listening, uh, that would be one of my moves, which is complicating the drifters' lives. Uh, <laughs> so on a fail is when I do my moves, and it doesn't get more complicated than that. He's now stuck in this casino with a dead body, uh, and he doesn't know what the hell to do. So we're going to let him stew a little bit, and we're going to cut back to uh, our our wrestling boys. Um, so the two of you are standing there, and I think Tuck is wheeling your wheelchair and you asked him to stop for a second. He's like, mm-hmm. are you ready to go now? Or uh, should I just hang out here for a while? What's happening? Uh, yes, I think I'm ready to go. Um, I might want to talk. Uh, well, actually, give me just a moment. Uh, I just need to catch my breath. That was a interesting match. Interesting match. Yes, yes. Uh, just a moment. And I'm going to telepathically think to Silent Monday. I still need a little bit of assurance. This town has been a little bit um, treacherous to me so far. And I've had my experience with people who are a bit treacherous. So if you could just make sure, if you could do something. I don't even know. Um, you could invite him back to your room. You you have a bit of car blanche because you're kind of the the pet. Well, that you know, you just met a fan there who seems to have interested you. Yeah, you can come back with me, but uh, hmm, I still have questions. Uh, t- Tuck was it? Tuck, Tuck. What's- you would definitely know his name. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that, would be, that would be really funny. Tuck, if psycho. Tuck, Tuck, if, if the psycho. Tuck just like lets out a sigh. Like, ah, I've been working for this guy for like how long? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't he even he know keeps, my name. He keeps messing up his name every time. Uh, Tuckus Tucker. No. Um. Listen, I just got slant. I just got my ribs broken. Just. Oh yes. I, we we definitely should get you into like your yeah, your your I healing think thing. You should get the VIP treatment why don't you come with us random fan number 487106 oh this isn't like one of those weird like fan situations no oh okay. this is not don't worry i'm not gonna die from fan death now let's go wait what no that's not what i was talking i was thinking you know like maybe you like him for his body or something you know i don't want to get in the middle of that as tuck you know says I mean? that tuck. uh monday's going to start flexing and posing Hey, I have been faithfully serving you for like 47 hours, so I don't know how you could possibly forget my name. No, but seriously, uh, yeah, boss, we should get you in your cube so you, you know, don't die. I'm I'm not going to die. That's a lot of blood. 
coming out of your body. And he like looks at the floor where there's a puddle. Oh, oh, versus where it could be going otherwise. Listen, it, it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, come along with me, random fan. Uh, Alpha Beta Zeta One. Uh, let's have our corporately mandated hangout time. Yes, yes. Every time he says this, by the way, Monday's just popping up whatever he says on his chest there. Um. So, yeah, he he takes you and wheels you to an elevator, which takes you to like you know, in quotes, the penthouse, um, sort of like the high end, uh, rooms and yeah, you guys go inside. And as you do in my mind, it's a lot of it's inspired by, um, 